Welcome to Recommissioned, a bi-weekly podcast where we go back to watch Battlestar Galactica. Each week, I'm joined by my good pal Matt, who has only seen the episodes up to the one we're covering. Now, I've seen them all. And this week, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 1, Occupation. We're here because a majority of the Cylon felt that the slaughter of mankind had been a mistake. We're here to find a new way to live in peace, as God wants us to live. And it's been a fun ride so far. But I want to clarify our objectives. If we're bringing the word of God, then it follows that we should employ any means necessary to do so. Any means. Yes. Fear is a key article of faith, as I understand it. So perhaps it's time to instill a little more fear into the people's hearts and minds. Let's, uh, let's execute Baltar. What? What? Mr. Anderson, I have a question for you. Have you taken a look at yourself in the mirror lately? You're weak, soft, mentally and physically. You've had four months to get your act together. And so far, all you've been able to do is complain about how hard it is. Well, guess what? It's going to get a lot harder. Do you understand me? Now I want you to turn around and get your fat ass out of here. Dude. Frack this crap, Dad. Put down the KC bucket. Put away the mac and cheese. Put down those things that people think they're eating. They call them mashed potatoes. And get your ass on the fracking treadmill. (laughs) I don't know how you expect our pilots to do anything without a steady supply of Twinkies, Dad. Fuck you. Dad, their hands keep slipping off the sticks, Dad. They can't even fly <laughs> with the chicken grease. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> I got uh, too much chicken butter on my thumbs. Ah. Well, listen to me right now, son. If you're not going to get in there and frack D, I will. <laughs> Give her the old one, too. Not Show sure if a real man's yeah. life. Yeah. Not <laughs> sure if you heard, but she married you because you were like me. Now step aside, son, and let Papa get to work. Oh, baby. Yeah, I think, you know what? To address the elephant in the room, Dean, mm. we have some very unfortunate updates to the Battlestar Beef report. <laughs> I think I think my boy Apollo has, he fallen has dropped a couple rungs. <laughs> a pretty, ah, a far cry of the beefcake of a hot slice of man he was so, so recently. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, boy. Hey, Lee, get it together, buddy. So now we know, uh, in times of dire, not, I wouldn't say stress, I think Lee has proven himself under stress, but of dire hopelessness, he becomes a stress eater, and uh, <laughs> a Mad Roldama just grows spectacular facial hair. That's it. That's the kind of, that's how these men handle hopelessness. Um, uh, I don't know, are you sure you want to get a bucket of chicken? It does feed seven. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, did you say you wanted four sides with that? Are you sure? <laughs> I mean, that sounds like some fat ass shit you're doing. God, brutal, brutal. I just want to say, I just want to say this right now. If you could see how I was sitting, it was just a video podcast. I just want to say right now, like my body language for this bit. I just want to say right now that I just really think it's a shame that his son has fallen under great stress and he's gained a little weight and we're just going to fat shame him. I think we should write letters to have this 
change and maybe something different. Um, but it's very offensive to people who really struggle uh, with their weight. And I just want you guys to know, uh, uh, hold on. Yes, I would like fries with that. I just want you guys to know that I'm very offended by this. And, and yes, a milkshake. Yes. Is this one of those horrendous YouTube vloggers that fucking film themselves oh while they God. drive? So bad. <laughs> God. Is it sad that I want those people to get in a car accident sometimes? Oh, you know there have I mean, been videos oh, not posted. Not fatal ones, but like a yeah. good, a good how's your father, you know? Just like a little wake up call. One of those videos that are driving are like, well, I've got a lot to talk about today, and I'm going to keep glancing over at my phone instead of the road. Why am I doing this while I'm driving? I have no idea, but it, bam, and then it just says update, and then they're in a hospital room. Like, so I knocked some of my teeth out on my steering column. I probably should have been paying better attention. Oh my God, dude. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And now that's. <laughs> Now I want you to send money to my Patreon so you fucking pay my hospital bills. <laughs> so that Thanks was my much. so so okay. So the beginning that's my favorite was him going after <laughs> our boy. Pretty harsh, but boy, <laughs> Admiral is not having this shit. Not having it. The, not the second it. best quote. The second best quote of the episode. There's a couple. After I mean, get your fat ass out of here. Yeah, after get your fat ass. <laughs> after the dressing down. I don't mean quote. I mean like moment. Mm-hmm. Hello, Mr. Warboys. Scotty, Scotty Warboys in the chat. Um, John David, Danny Felch. The, you know, the, the alumni right there. Indeed. But um, when, uh, what the hell does he say? Is it, is it, I think it's something about, <laughs> I'll save you the trouble. The eye's gone. <laughs> Fucking tie. Holy shit, dude, that moment. How badass is that guy? I know what you're right wondering, out of my so head. I'll save you the trouble. The eye's gone. Ripped it right out onto the floor. Picked it up and showed it to me. Looked like a hard-boiled egg. He's <laughs> <laughs> so hardcore. Looked like a hard-boiled egg, you bunch of pusses. Now, obviously, you know of the, the you know some of the characters I've raved about, and now you're getting to see like the ties and the tyrells of the world starting insurgencies. Hell yes. Hell yeah, dude. right? I'm so about it. <laughs> Man, I gotta say, starting off, this might be the most firing on all cylinders, damn near flawless episode yet. This one so is fucking spectacular, dude. It's I so enjoyed the good. shit out of it. It's so Oh my good. god, it's so good. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Oh, fuck. Every single thing, man. Oh, man. Like I, this is this is one of the only times in in recent memory with the show where I'm like there I can't find anything wrong with this and I don't want to like it's fucking great it's so good mm. God what a ballsy move too I mean it feels like a new and different show and I mean that in a good way sure like it is it's been totally revitalized and it's not like it was ever flagging before but I think it's such a gutsy move to make just like a hard right now the dynamics are very different. Oh, right. that's so cool. I can't, I can't wait There's not it. much to equate it to in the science fiction genre not in terms really. of that tonal shift. The totally, only real yeah. thing I can compare it to, and it's not even a comparison to be frank, but whenever they would do, especially in like the more newer shows like Deep Space Nine, but in Star Trek when they would do a mirror universe and oh, like yeah. Worf's running something and, you know, Kara, uh, not Kara, what the hell's her name? Jesus, Kira's like a, an evil person and it's cool to see them in different situations, but they're not even the same characters, you know, they're different characters and it's cool, like a cool twist. 
And this, what I love about it, what I love about the way we're kicking off season three here is I like that we know these characters so very well and we see them all in these situations where they are challenged to resist and they all do in the way they can in those moments. And it's just awesome. So good, dude. Awesome. I just, I am a sucker for the rebellion tale. Oh, I know, baby. <laughs> I'm a sucker for this shit. This clandestine, uh. bull flipping, fight them until you can't fight them anymore shit. This is, I, this, I have such a romantic idea uh, uh, idea of all this shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. I just love the way it's told in stories. It's cool. And just the fact, like, having that moment in the episode where Leoben hears the explosion, he's like, ah, fracking insurgents. I'm like, oh, they're insurgents now. That's so fucking badass. <laughs> <laughs> That's so badass. Uh, all, oh, all, all, uh, all acting uh, according to their gifts, as Spock would say. All, all, uh, all behaving according to their gifts, right? Mm-hmm. Ty's fucking, Ellen Ty's just slamming Cavill, just smashing him. <laughs> You son of a bitch! Break I, that God, dick I off of me! It's so hot, just that rage, fucking dude. And I gotta say, man, already like starting the episode the way it starts is so strong because as all as an cuts. audience of this show and having seen all these characters this far, when you watch Ellen doing this, you're like, ah, oh, fuck, here she is. She just couldn't help herself. She's already banging other people. We see sign of, I mean, a tie in a prison cell, and you're just like, ah, oh, she's just out there banging. And then you realize, oh, she's straight up doing this to free him. Like, damn. Yeah, she, she's banging Cavill. She loves, dude, she loves Saltai a lot. <laughs> really does. Oh, that that bitch will get it done. That bitch will get it done. Get her whatever, done. Whatever it's got to be. Dude, just the way she's banging him and just so in so much contempt. It's oh, great. yeah. Hates him. You're a son of a bitch. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I mean, it's clearly rape. You know, in a, in a weird way, but it's like... It is. She's just, like, in control of that thing, kind of. Oh, so. man. I, if a woman was ever able to use her pubic bone as a fucking saw on a dick, <laughs> she's going to figure it out. Well, occupation, Yikes. day 134. New Caprica. Colonel Ty, New Ellen. Caprica. We get the bomb montage with Tyrrell. We have Kara praying Rosalind and Dom with a mustache, and he's quite mm-hmm. angry. And we oh. kind of, these first few minutes here, we're cutting between between Kara and everybody else, and, and everyone else. But before I even get to that, Matt, I just want to say thank you to the patience of our Battlestar Galactica listeners. For Indeed. some reason, we grossly underestimated how busy and unavailable we're going to be. So I had to go in and drop like a scheduling update episode, which obviously I know everybody has, so there should be no confusing, uh, no, no confused listeners at this point. Um, but I do want to just apologize for that little uh, snafu. So thank you all for your patience uh, on your free entertainment. So don't get too uppity. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> keep your emails to yourselves. Okay. Yeah. yeah I don't uh, need to read them. Kara, Kara, um, dinner, right? The fork, Leoben. Oh man. What a fucking creep he is. <laughs> He's dude, what so the fuck? creepy dude. So fucking creepy. It's you will love so me. Creepy. <laughs> dude. Yikes. Yeah. Oh. So all this stuff, it kind of bounces around. I'm not going to talk about every cut scene individually, but essentially what you're taught, what you're seeing is is Ty hearing screaming, marking the days, Brother Cavill laughing at him, how they change the marks around. You have Kara being served dinner by Leoben. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the bounty at this table, all that bullshit. Ellen, come on, don't stop. Don't, you son of a bitch. <laughs> come already. 
Um, Come, you loser. Tyrrell and Anders setting up the bombs. Um, you know, Kara saying, I need a knife, and him cutting it for her. <laughs> yeah. Because she kills him all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And then Cavill so goes good. to see Colonel Ty, and he says, we have reviewed your case today. There was a great disappointment on the review committee. You know, he walks out, leaves the door open, sticks his head back in. Come on, let's go. If you're lucky, you'll be home in time for dinner. Jesus Christ, dude. Dude. These fucks. Yep. These fucks. A great. You know what? The the craziest thing, and we've already in the last couple of seasons of, I mean, the last couple of episodes of season two, we were starting to get into it as well. But I, especially this episode has really blown open the very, I don't know how else to describe them, but human characteristics and motivations of the Cylons. Like, for the first time in this show, they truly don't seem, to me at least, as, I don't even know how to, like, as monolithic, as big, and as, like, cold as I used to think of them. I think they are far more, like, there is a lot of pettiness and, and greed and, like, lust among them in a weird way. Which I was like, fuck, you guys, God, you guys are so awful. You think you're so much better than human beings. But yet you're like, yeah, I'll let your husband out if you ride this dick. I'm like, what the fuck? What, what kind of corruption do you think you guys are above? Yep. It's a great point, man. Jesus. It's awesome. And we see those divisions forming. But, you know, it's, uh, it, he's great in this, isn't he? Cavill. This guy's mm-hmm. such a good actor. He's fantastic, man. And it's so cool seeing him have <laughs> talking to other versions of himself. Yeah. So we have um, Ty exiting the prison complex, of course, being greeted by Ellen. And uh, he looks like a fucking longshoreman out of New Bedford Harbor, dude. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Cold day getting the card. The fucking card father taking money out of our pockets. <laughs> I can't even bring home any fucking flounder. I'm trying <laughs> to put my, my kids... Ass. Put my kids through true school, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> my fucking car's always in the shop. It needs brakes, fucking tranny shot. I got to go down <laughs> to the fucking liquor store because I want a six-pack of Narragansett. Can barely afford that. I got $7 to my name. What the fuck? Ellen's man? all like, oh, my God, he lost his mind. And it's, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> what is a Narragansett? <laughs> Saul, what do they do to you? Oh, shit. Uh, they pluck my eye out and turn me into a mass hole. Fucking harbor <laughs> patrols up our ass every 26 minutes. I swear to God, I can't even get anything fucking going out on the water. <laughs> She's like, water, what are you talking about? <laughs> We're in space. This is what even know where you think you are. <laughs> oh, fuck. I got fucking two guys. I got fucking a crew of 26 guys had to cut it down to four on she's my scallop boats <laughs> she's just shuffling him away with one arm around him like let's just get you out <laughs> they're just playing him off fucking curtains closed he's still talking with the curtains closed <laughs> as he's walking away just, i gotta get up five in the morning i used to be a fucking foreman now what do i have nothing <laughs> jesus christ yeah. well that's what he looks like like he had to sell his eye he really does though god damn he's hard but man oh I'm, i i gotta say as much as i'm like oh poor ty the fucking shit they're doing to him and he's still he's got that resolve he's standing Dude, up to it. he's, he's so a fucking tough. badass and i just can't wait to see him with an eye patch <laughs> i'm like yeah oh. that's gonna be so good sorry about your eye and all man but damn you look so fucking cool could ty be any more grizzled 
<laughs> right? He just needs another big scar on his face, and it will just be all set. Uh, Terrell and uh, Anders doing some hardcore killing. <laughs> hardcore fucking terrorism Dude. on the daily, baby. Hell yeah. God. Oh, hit that plunger. Boom. Damn. That it's, is a hell of an explosion. It's it kicks great. Off it's Boy. great. Them running out of there with shit blowing up behind them is just awesome. In, in a great transition to to Leoben looking out the window, fracking insurgents, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Dude. And to, like, I love, you know, one of the things I think, like, I would seriously argue that this is, if I were, you know, obviously I can't because, hey, not a screenwriter, but if I were going to be teaching Drink. a screenwriting class, or like a fucking TV show screenwriting, I'd be like, this has got to be one of your examples. Like, this mm. is just fucking solid. Like, there are so many plates that this episode is spinning, and they all are kept spinning mm-hmm. and balanced and perfect. It is so fucking tight. And I think one of the best opportunities you have when you advance a story so far in the future like this um you're, you're, you push it months if not years into the future from the last time we saw is to introduce mystery and and new mysteries of characters and figuring out what the hell Leoben has going on with her why he has her trapped there that he's actually been like weirdly in love with her is such a cool new mystery which which it's a good mystery because it also we don't have to know the answer to that right away for it to be interesting. Like it's interesting to see like wait, one of these other Cylons is weirdly in love. Like that wasn't just a head six thing. Like they get this way or they have these these compulsions like we do in in certain senses and it's just it just fills out so many other interesting ideas and in all these opportunities for storytelling that it, it opens up. Ah, it's so fucking cool. So this this director uh, who did this episode, Sergio Mamika Gazan. He was the second unit director on Private Ryan. Pretty badass. Oh, hell yeah. There you go. That's um, why That's why the warfare looks so damn good in this. And he, and he did a ton of episodes. He did You Can't Go Home Again, which is Starbuck with the oxygen. He did Fragged, which is Tyrell, mm-hmm. uh, Ty trying to run the show. <laughs> he did oh, Home yeah. Part 1, of course, amazing. Um, oh, yeah. The captain's hand. That's when two Pegasus Raptors go missing right after the distress oh, call. Yeah, that's right. He did that's occupation, and then he did um, he did um, the next episode, precipice. Sweet, hell yeah, yeah. That's all he did, but he kicks ass. Second kicks unit director ass. on Minority Report, the Terminal, Schindler's List. I mean, this guy comes from a pedigree of of watching masters at work, right? Seriously, man. Fucking excellent. And he's done a bunch of his own shit. He did the TV show Pillars of the Earth, which I highly recommend. Ooh, I knew that was a book. Yeah, I didn't know they made it. Yeah, show yeah, they did. It was an eight-episode an eight episode miniseries with um, Ian McShane, who I love. I think he's Ooh, fantastic. That sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. It's worth seeing. But um, anyway, back to this. Yeah, I like the way, like you said, the, the spinning plates thing I like a lot. I like when you, I like when you have a cut that shows the next group of characters actually witnessing something the other group of characters did or somehow interacting with it. I always think that that ties everything together nicely and it feels like a cohesive story. Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. (laughs) Of how it reminds us where, for one, even just physically, where people are. Like, where, how spread out are we? What's happening? Like, you know, how much do the other characters know about what the other characters are up to or how isolated they are? Like you kind of get this lay of the land, the way this episode lays it out for sure. So good. Um, we have, um, you look so lovely tonight. She smiles. 
and stabs him in the fucking neck. And you know what? <laughs> Everything I said I take back, the most badass moment of this shit is when she wipes his blood on the carpet and she's eating her steak with the blood on his hands. I've never been so more turned on in my life. <laughs> and she, that? The best is when she dabs her lip with a napkin. <laughs> oh my Dude, God, I- it is fucking so hot. I actually just like the fact that I feel like a lot of other characters on a lot of other shows would do the thing where they stab them in the throat and the person falls down and they just sit there from where they are and watch and they're like, oh fuck God. you or whatever. But like the fact, stabs him, he goes down, she mounts him and just finishes him off. I was like, damn, Kara don't fuck around. When she brushes her hair back with her bloody mitt, oh, I'm just like, marry me. <laughs> <laughs> Conqueror of worlds, let's, warrior princess. Let's do it. Please. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's so badass. It's awesome. But dab in the lips. Shit. What a nice touch. It's it's so good. So man. that's it's all so of the good. stuff before the credits, man. Right. And that already like we already we know so little, like I was saying, about the situation between Kara and, and Layopen, but well, another crucial answer that this episode gives for basically every character is how far each of them are willing to resist. Do they still have that, that like core within them that's willing mm-hmm. to resist? And we get that answer real quick with Kara. Like, oh, yeah, she is not cap- you know, capitulating to this at all. Right. Yeah, it's cool. And, you know, it's, what a good setup. Like, we see Anders in his natural environment, which is plain resistance <laughs> to these guys. <laughs> this poor fuck. No shit, right? <laughs> you can't catch a break. Shit. Stuck on a nuclear wasteland mounting a horrible, overwhelmed insurgency for like, what, five, six, seven months, something like that, maybe even longer. Then you finally get onto Galactica, you finally find a homeland, and it's already pretty rough going. It was not a great planet. You know, it's lots lots of just mud and cold and and scraping by. And then now, hey, back to it. Got to fight an insurgency war again. A lot of your friends are going to die. Yowza. Yeah. Yeah, get a break. He's the new Hilo, man. Yeah, no shit. Hilo's up there sitting fucking comfy on Galactica. He's chilling. He's like, I'm the XO, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> give me some of that. Give me some of Lee's leftovers. Not I much, mean, if they're going to uh, make Cat the uh, commander of the air group, they better make Hilo the goddamn XO. Fucking A, dude. For real. <laughs> but we'll get I'm to like, that. <laughs> fucking slim pickings over here. Slim Pickens, dude. Of course, Admiral Adama's pissed off. Yeah, no kidding. No more. You broke all his ships. All his little <laughs> yeah, ship, dude, all I, his ship you know, toys. I gotta say, still a strong leader, a commanding presence. Absolutely respect him. But I hate when he doesn't clean up his toys when he gets mad. <laughs> he just throws his Star Wars models all over the place. And damn it, damn it, Bill. I also told him to shave, but he won't listen. He's in that phase, you know. <laughs> He's in that phase, man. I'm like, it doesn't look good. It's it's pencil thin. It's just a crust. You're not fooling gotta, anybody. They're still not going to serve you alcohol, Bill. Little <laughs> Billy. <laughs> My fake's really good. <laughs> I just want a cerveza. <laughs> I, I got to stick with the stash. I could only get a picture of Tom Selleck on my fake. I'm heading to the Raiders game, bro. <laughs> but today is Mars Day, says Rosalind. It seems appropriate to honor the god of war on a day when it feels like perpetual war is the only realistic prospect for us. Our insurgency has been striking back against the Cylons, critical to morale, to maintain a measure of hope. In order for the insurgency to have more impact, we have to strike a high-value target. It's not enough to kill Cylons because they don't die. They resurrect and walk among us, and it's horrifying. We remain at their mercy. The colonial government under Baltar functions in name only. These little tie-ins are nice. They're good because of the time that's passed. 
again, we've said this before, but their time there is longer than the time that they fled the Cylons. Oh, that's a good point. Right? Yeah. Which is right. hard to they, get into that headspace because we don't have all those yeah. episodes. But Well, now, isn't it let, – let's clarify, I guess, again. <clears throat> so they were on this planet for a full year, correct, before the Cylons even came back? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now it's so 134 days. So it's like close to they're edging up to a year and a half. 134 days of occupation. Exactly, of occupation. But I'm yep. saying, including the time they were there before, it's like they've been on this planet oh, right. for about a year and a half. Yes. Something like that. Yep. Somewhere in that range. Yeah. Okay. Accurate. <clears throat> so we have a Cylon meeting, which is great. I love this shit. Oh, yeah. Dude, this oh. is what I mean. Dean Stockwell. <sighs> We're supposed to bring the word of God to the people. Save them from damnation by bringing the love of God to these people. (laughs) We're bringing the word of God. If we're bringing the word of God, we should use any means. Fear. It's time to instill fear into the people's hearts and minds. Let's uh, (laughs) execute Baltar. He just says on a whim. (laughs) Baltar's like, what? what?" Dude. (laughs) Dude, I love how he he, tries to soft propose it at first. He's like, well, now fear is an article of faith, as I understand it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you gotta flog somebody in the public square every now and then this to make Jesus ham, happy. Ham-fisted fucking philosophical shit he's coming up with. Oh, dude. <laughs> Six is like, that's that's not happening. And Doral makes a point. He says, look, it doesn't matter. If we would have killed him in the beginning, it probably would have worked, but now they champion him as a traitor. Yeah, they'd be they'd be excited to see him die. Like, right. They don't give a shit. And right. Doral's completely right, because that's what the insurgency wants of to course. do. Of course. Cavill starts <laughs> talking about calling the herd and public executions. He goes, insurgency leaders, as well as random groups on the streets. You know, round them up. (laughs) This is some hardcore Nazi shit. Seriously. This is (laughs) dyed-in-the-wool occupational Nazi behavior. Exactly. You know. Fucking KGB secret police. Just like, we just yank you out of your house, all of you, you for no reason. Oh, you said so many bad words about... About our men, yes. About we disappear you into an unmarked black truck you never seen again. <laughs> we saw your Twitter post. They didn't like it. So now we throw your children off bridge and shoot you in the head. Yes? Yes, yes. Your crippled grandmother we throw to bears. <laughs> and we tip her uh, out of her wheelchair into bear in, den. Into bear den while we make children watch her scream. <laughs> Truly, oh. we are the good guys of history. <laughs> it will look fondly upon us. <laughs> oh, no, fuck. We fucking get 20 million people killed in World War II. It turns you into a different type of people. <laughs> One million starts sounding like casual. Yeah. They're like, six million Jews, please try 14 million more, bros. <laughs> fucking those guys, man. They don't play. But, Damn, um, dude. What happens here? He says, uh, oh, oh, he <laughs> says, uh, Sharon and Six are kind of just giving the pro human counterpoint. And then Cavill says, you're all living in a fantasy world. Consider the irony in that. Delusional (laughs) machines. And he laughs. What else is the universe going to come up with? Dude, he rules. He's so fucking good, man. And you know what's interesting about his character, too, is that essentially this Six and this uh, Sharon – are characters we've known for a long time. Like, yes, they're, they're copies, but like we, these iterations of them have been the ones we've seen from the beginning. And I think it's important that, in, that Dean Stockwell has been introduced as a new character because this Six and this Sharon have now come around. They're the ones that are starting to change their view of humans. And I feel like Dean Stockwell is the much more traditional Cylon like viewpoint on humanity and what we're here for. <laughs> and so that we're getting to see kind of the division among the Cylons now. You could argue Cavill's, Cavill's vision of the Cylon agenda is pure. 
<laughs> Pure as far as maintaining the sanctity of the original vision, right? Mm. <laughs> I don't mean pure as in good. Pure as in the cleansing of flames. Yes. About <laughs> all of humanity. He's maintaining a commitment to the pure vision set forth for when the war started, when the attack started. These guys are getting cold feet now. And well, I think it's really interesting what, uh, you know, I guess it's still, this is, this is still literally head six. Am I right on that? Like, this is the one who, who had been, well, actually, fuck, I could be wrong on that. We didn't really see any private visions from six to Gaius this episode. We, there's, there is no confirmed, none of the other sixes have been attributed to actual head six. It's That's true. its own yes, entity. Fuck. That is its whole own entity. This is just the one who he knew on yes. Caprica. That's the one. Okay. But what I still think is because yeah, Deanna brings that up. She says, is it really worth it? Is the love of this man worth losing all of this? I like how she mm-hmm. kind of sat on the sidelines and observed the whole time. A very wise move by Deanna. You know, just kind of observing the, the, the bickering. Right. Seeing where everybody is. Let, letting them play their cards. Yeah. But you know what? She, uh, this six has an interesting point that she says of like, I, you know, this is the whole reason we came here was to push past the divide that we used to have between us and humanity. Like, they really do want to see some sort of unity. Like, not subjugation, but some sort of, like, coming to terms and coming to peace. And, you know, but that's that's an interesting thing. I still, from this episode, can't quite pin down what it is the Cylons want from the human beings. I'm like, do you, are, do you want to just subjugate them all, make them essentially slaves or second-class citizens in your society? Do you, are, are this like a missionary fucking mission and you're just trying to Depends bring the you word ask. of your, your one God? Um, and, yeah, and I'm like, that's, God, what do they want? Like, what do they fucking want? Mm. They obviously don't want to kill everyone because they could, just could have done that. Bringing God to them, Matthew. Bringing God to these savages. Mm. So Roslyn uh, continues with more stuff. I wrote them all down, but I'm not going to say them all verbatim. But in this next bit, she's talking about the human police force. There's nothing more despicable than humans aiding the Cylons. And members of the human police force have a, have uh, become an extension of the Cylons' corporal, corporeal authority. Jesus, she's writing poetry. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of them have been rounded up by Cylons, and some people have vanished. She continues talking about the secret source, about how they're gaining access to documents from Baltar's administration, and um, how they communicate with a secret signal and how they pray every day for the men and women who fight the Cylons. They have everything to lose and so little to gain. So pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I like all that. <clears throat> and talking about the the very newly established human police force. Correct. Controlled by the Cylons. That they've been recruiting human beings and were, were led to, to believe that they were just a c- civilian security force. But, uh, you know, that they're actually probably becoming, like, converted soldiers of Cylons. At least that's what um, Rosalind thinks. The line was led to believe that they were merely taking the civilian security out of the hands of the Cylons. The members of the human police have since become an extension of their corporeal authority. While their names are kept deeply confidential, there's no question some of them are people we might least expect. And she finds that whole idea kind of despicable. Oh, it fucking is. Yeah. I love the idea, though. See, this is... I want to talk about... Can we talk about this idea? Mm-hmm. So you're on this occupied planet with an overwhelming force presented to you, and they start offering opportunities to be part of some police force. I That's almost feel like it's an opportunity, and this is probably what some of these early adopters thought, to try to infiltrate this bureaucracy a little bit to see if you can do some damage from within, which is precisely True. what Duck is. 
Exactly. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Sabotage. Right. But in, in, you know, he's probably gotten close to some of these people he blows up by the end of the episode. So it's interesting to think about, but right. yeah, you're also, you're also going to be part of those crews that round people up. I'm like, do you want to do that? Think- God damn, dude. Tell that dude to lay off the horn. Yo, train, come on the fuck but, but no like i agree like i think a lot of what's cool about it too is that there's this opportunity to get closer to the silence to get closer to knowing what they're up to and to sabotage things but at the same time that closeness also exposes you to more of their surveillance they know who you are they they have a closer eye on you like that's a ooh, that's a tense situation to be a yeah part of. and once they have their eye on you it's going to be pretty hard to move about without getting pinched exactly exactly it's tough but um, we see Tyrrell responding to the signal. How awesome is Chief Tyrrell? He's so fucking good. And, dude, I got to say, again, to back to just script writing gold, it is so badass and so well done that we start, you know, we're hearing still Rosalind's, uh, you know, voiceover, but we see the figure within uh, Gaius' administration coming over and flipping over this dog bowl. And we don't get any, you know, by means of a secret signal. That's all they say. And we sit there and have a long <laughs> shot on that dog bowl having been flipped over, laying there. That is such a good visual indicator. Like now later on in the episode, when, <clears throat> when you see that dog bowl flipped over, we know just like Tyrrell, oh, okay, that means there's a message ready for mm-hmm. you. Like that, we, we, we understand or that there meaning. Isn't. With, <laughs> or, there, or that there isn't, exactly. And we understand the meaning of that very quickly. It explains it to us without having to waste time with character dialogue explaining fucking dumb signals. Like right. just show us. It's, right. ah, it's so good. It's That's such true. good writing. And it's cool that we don't need to sit on the identity of that guy for too long. It's Gata. Right. It's right. cool. And it's, good. it's cool, too. I still like that they, at first, don't show us who he is. Yep. I like that that's a reveal. That's yep. cool. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be a long thing. Nah, not some three-episode thing. <laughs> Callie and Tyrrell live together. And Oh, Without well, Tyrrell well, gets the information on the police graduation. That's it. And uh, Callie and Tyrrell live together with their baby, right? Sometimes I hate... Everything about this place, sometimes it's magic, Kelly says. Um, and he's like, I got to go. I'll be back. Because he's mm. fucking got a resistance lead, motherfuckers. That's it, baby. I got shit to blow up. Train tracks to take out. One of these. I wish they'd take out the ones by your house, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not against it at this point. <laughs> One of these days, you won't come back. You'll just vanish. That will be it. Nick will never know his father. That is Viva so la resistance. Brutal. We will never surrender. <laughs> Fight to the last man. Couple hours of uh, promise, and he uh, he's out. And then we get the most. I love this place. I call it the Resistance Headquarters. <laughs> this little fucking dingy place. It's cool, man. It's like hidden. They're all down there. So grizzled. And this shit with Ty and these guys is excellent. That oh, that's yeah, just. Yeah. The, I know you're all wondering, and so I'll save you the trouble. <laughs> and then he goes, big boom today. I hope that was you too. <laughs> Andrew's like, oh yeah, heavy raider too. Good men. Bad Good pop is proud man. of you killing me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, show me your scalps. Nice. So good. Hell yes. <laughs> Dude, and I, I need how- to know about Cylons and trees. <laughs> <laughs> how fucking ballsy is it too like this motherfucker Doesn't just got shit. out of cylon prison yeah. and after they scooped his eyeball out and he's like all right well back to the attacks <laughs> i don't give a shit Dude. i love him love him you're not gonna rehabilitate colonel salt high guys <laughs> re-education <laughs> not happening in your face iron will except hmm. with booze and ellen yeah 
Um, <laughs> can't help himself. <laughs> so they talk about their target, right? Security plans on the next academy. Humans working for the silence makes me want to puke. Andrew says, <laughs> "It's so good. So good. These guys are so hardcore. They're all grizzled, so and dirty hardcore. shit. I love it." And just um, getting, like, it's already, again, like, just making use of the opportunities of jumping this far in time. Like, just seeing now that Tyrrell and Anders are characters who know each other very well at this point and are, like, actually working together. Like, these were characters who were total strangers mm-hmm. five episodes ago. And now we have this new dynamic to, to explore, to see that, you know, now they see themselves as brothers in arms. And that's fucking cool. And it doesn't, and, it, and, it, and the pieces fall into logical place, don't they? Right. Anders has his history. We know where Ty's going to be. And Tyrrell's always looking after people. And this is oh, yeah. how he knows how to look after people in this case. Mm-hmm. My Frack men, my kids, my deckhands, right? <laughs> exactly. Always protected. Such a badass. So uh, this is where we hear uh, <laughs> Tyrrell send, uh, Ty sends his message. If you work for the Cylons, you're a target. No boundaries <laughs> for the Cylons, no boundaries for us. Anything... We can do to nail that son of a bitch guys Baltar's worth doing. <laughs> I just love that line where he's like, it's just going to be, you know, tough to avoid human casualties. Don't avoid them. Yeah. Send a message. Oh, it's so fucking, whoo. He is brutal, man. So, com- comma, communications. Comma, comma, chameleon. Uh, communications, I'm trying to say. But um, they're trying to contact our, a raptor that they imagine would be out there because the old man says so, which Anders takes exception it. to. Exactly, and that and that's so realistic because yeah. Anders is not somebody who's ever served under Adama. He doesn't have, you know, b- believably so. He doesn't have the same kind of faith that these guys do. But like, I love that Ty is like, nope, that was our backup plan. Right. If anything ever went bad and they had to jump out and we were stuck here, they'd be sending a, a fucking ship to wait to yep. wait for a signal, and yep. we're just going to keep doing that. Stick to the plan, fucking Adama would. So we are. Hell yeah, so good. Well. Ty uh, closes in on Anders. He gets really close, and he says, any word on Kara? Gen- genuine concern. What a difference oh, yeah. their relationship has taken. So good. And that started last time. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even, I, I, like, he's never hated Kara. No. Never hated her. She's, she's always her. pissed him off. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's his wild stepdaughter, but he still loves her. Um, hi, honey, I'm home. Fucking creep. Such a creep. I love it. Oh, God, He's so dude. good. Dude, when I heard the keys jostling and the door unlocking, I was like, this motherfucker's going to go, honey, I'm home. And that's exactly what he did. I was like, oh, it's, Leoben, you creep. It's so Leoben, isn't it? You it's kill so me, good. I download, I come back, we start over. Five times now. Yikes, dude. Like, and that's the other most baffling thing to me. I know that death is essentially meaningless to the Cylons because they can just fucking resurrect. But still to go through the trouble Mm -hmm. of being murdered and feeling the pain of it five times and taking the time to come back. I'm like, wow, you are really committed to getting something out of her. I I, I can't tell what it is. Just her salvation? Just that Mm -hmm. that she'll be useful to them? Because she's trying to help you, Kara. I I only want you to see the truth in your life, your struggle. That's why God sent me to you and why he wants us to be together. Your struggle. I find that fascinating. Because also, it, it's no hidden thing that Kara is one of the most faithful members of, of all of them, like of the crew. She has the same level of like religious faith that, that Rosalind and her you know, like religious advisors had. And that makes me wonder if, if 
like they see the fact that she is a faithful religious person that like she can come around on their religion. Sure. Something, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have the whole, you know, put it down, Kara. And she drops it. I'm a patient man. You're not a man. I'm willing to wait. You need more time. It's never going to happen. And whenever he just says, of course it's going to happen. You're going to hold me in your arms. You're going to embrace me. You're going to tell me that you love me. <laughs> Jesus. Pretty, pretty confident. Kind of an obsession for Kara, huh? There's something about Kara. Oh, man. Yeah. Also, I'm going to bed. Be nice if you joined me. And then before he leaves, looking at his old dead body, either way, you're sleeping with me tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. Sit there and look at my old corpse. Leaves the corpse in there? What a freak. Seriously, man. Yeah, so she's feeling some emotional stress. She's she's getting – they're getting to her a little bit here. With yeah, the bars she and runs, everything else. Right. That was some crazy shit. That like you think of this is some apartment that, you know, is just Cylon controlled, but they have a jail cell door Dude. right outside of it. She cannot Yeesh. leave whatsoever. Damn. Um, so this is where we get a, a, a bungled a bungled uh training op on Galactica, which we see Boy. I love that we see a lot of the shit powered down. He's walking through the hallways reading something with a flashlight. I love the look of that. Oh, so good. Right. Cat's giving Just instructions. Skeleton and, crew. Yeah, skeleton crew. And um, you know, th- there's a bit of an issue with these drones, the the op the, the training thing fucks up and Hilo cat cat requests instructions from Hilo, Hilo tells her to abort, Adama belays it. Oh yeah. And he says, Do it again. Sixteen times Do now, it sir. Again. Hilo says Sounds like it'll be seventeen. Dude. <laughs> yes, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh Dude, launch a tanker bird, let them practice their refueling, and then have them do it again. Do it again. So, do it again, you puss. Yep. <laughs> I fucking love him. Oh, oh, but yeah. he's right. I mean, like, at the end of the day, and I even can see where the other people are coming from of, like, well, at a certain point, running drills, running practice starts to become meaningless if you, if you can't even just, like, lift your fucking hands. You're so tired out. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's, there's a point to that. But he also has the much larger point of if we can't get it right in a practice run, how the fuck are we going to get it right? And on I would, our basically one and only shot to Gumba down and free New Caprica. I would be willing to bet that Bill Adama knows exactly when that breaking point is. Right. And he's confident right. they haven't hit it yet. Like, you bitches got a couple more. If we can't you do this in a training more. exercise, how the frack are we supposed to pull this off with Cylon Raiders on our ass? Oh, oh, oh. He, ain't, this is, he ain't playing, man. <laughs> this is a much angrier Bill Adama than oh, we've yeah. ever seen. He is so fucking fed up. Yep. And I love it. Yep, this is when he, like we said at the top, he just lays in for being fat and uh, and uh, dismissed after that big speech. <laughs> so yeah, it's cool Boy. to see the fleet. It's cool to see the changing of lighting. It's it's so distinct from how it used to look. Oh yeah, and Lee looks Definitely. terrible. Looks terrible. It's all podgy, and it's like it's not even just that he's like gained weight. It's like his skin looks bad. Yeah. He just looks like he doesn't take care of himself at all. What like, are you? Looks... What are you, Jim Morrison in the later <laughs> years? <laughs> you L.A. woman, Jim Morrison, just yeah. drinking fucking booze in a bathtub. Jeez, dude. <laughs> God, he's such a mess. But, dude, what, the other thing that's like, again, 
this dynamic between two characters we've known for so long and know so well at this point and have watched them fight and struggle and come to terms at different times, they don't even in this scene seem like father and son anymore. They seem like two old men yelling at each other, mm. just bickering. Like, and even Adama says it later when he's talking to Sharon. He's like, I don't even recognize my own son anymore. It doesn't feel like my son. Yeah, let's talk about that because that's awesome. That's, right before that, we have uh, Anders playing ball, tying Tyrell talking. Tyrell doesn't like this particular op. He's not down with it. Which is very Tyrell. He's not an oh, indiscriminate yeah. killer. No. Ty no. is. And, and the idea of sending somebody on a literal suicide mission. Correct. Like that is the mission. That's like. Why? And I don't well, blame him. Because like, he likes to protect his people. Exactly. It's very Tyrell exactly. to me. He's a soldier chief. He ain't the first soldier that's been sent on a one way mission or something like that, he says, right? Right. But Duck's Which ready. Is, uh, yeah. He, is, he volunteered, he says. He's volunteered, so he's going. Yeah. He tells Tyrell no, no certain words that he'd feel different. He had been sitting in a detention cell. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's an interesting divide between these two characters. Like the links, I mean, at the end of the day, Tyrell still goes along with it and does it. Uh, but Ty is much more ready to go really far in this shit and mm-hmm. like not care. Like he doesn't have that like... In a way, what I think is surprising about this is that you would think that Ty would be the more like old school, button down, military order all around. But he's as soon as the shit hits the fan, he's like, "Fuck it, we'll do suicide attacks. We'll do whatever we gotta do." Hell yeah! Like gloves off. We don't. I don't. He's a warrior through and through. Exactly, but he doesn't even have that like button down military honor thing of like, no, we can't resort to that. He's like, "Fuck it, we'll resort to that." Oh yeah, (laughs) I don't give a shit. This guy, this guy. This guy's ready to, ready to do a, uh, a goddamn military coup at the drop of a hat on in non-war time. <laughs> He's ready <laughs> to go. Just say the word, Bill. Just say the word, Bill. I'll put all those civvy cunts in an airlock. Be my pleasure. I will, <laughs> I will put one through Rosalind's eye. I don't give a shit. Mm. I know exactly when she goes to the bathroom, Bill. I could just wait around the corner. Psh, that'd be it. <laughs> goddamn. Goddamn, Good. Ty. Relax, man. Easy, man. <laughs> Got to pop a new eye in you. <laughs> so, um, this—the gist of this—we we have a pretty long in uh, a long grouping of uh, of uh, of dialogue from Boomer. But leading up to that big little like paragraph, she says they kind of just go back and forth between how he's saying he doesn't, how Domsey doesn't know his son or his crew anymore. He feels pretty alone, except for her, and she just points out the glorious irony of this. <laughs> think about Indeed. where they were a year ago. That, yeah, she and was how sitting in a cell. He's closest to her now than anyone. That's so crazy. Bananas. Yeah, it's totally bananas. I feel alone, except maybe for you. Mm. Which is, again, another new dynamic that is so interesting and great because it's rekindling an old relationship. Like, Adama used to be close with Sharon. Mm-hmm. He liked Sharon. They were good friends. And that's, I think, what always made it so much worse is that when it was revealed that she was the, a Cylon and the one who shot him, it's not just, oh my God, you were a Cylon. It's like, ah, oh, you were one of my closest friends. Like, that's a, that was a real stinging loss for him. Right, which which he showed quite dramatically when he visited her corpse in the morgue, right? Exactly, man. Yeah, that was brutal. But she says something along the lines of, a year ago when you put me in this cell, I was at a, this is, by the way, this is great dialogue from her. It really it's is. It's just good yeah. life advice to anyone, to be perfectly frank. It's true. When she says, I sat in here for weeks consumed with rage at all the things that happened to me. Then I realized it was just all guilt. I was angry at myself for the choices I made. 
betraying people, losing people. So I, I had a choice. I could move forward or stay in the past. The only way to move forward was to forgive myself. I don't think we can survive unless the man at the top finds a way to forgive himself. Mm. What Maybe the most sound, humane, and wise advice from a fucking Cylon. Yeah. <laughs> fucking love this like, show. Bing, oh, your toast is ready. Pulls that out of ribs. Swip, <laughs> swip. Oh, it's so weird when you do that. Don't do that. Just keep giving me the life advice. Uh, just, uh, I don't want to look at you when you Skip do that. Skip rib toast. <laughs> Her face just opens up and a little perfect square of butter pops up. <laughs> Yikes. Like, uh, I just right, uh, don't do that around me. Right under her eye. Just weird. <laughs> just pops out like a little dispenser. Jelly fires out the bottom of her chin. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I can snort some hot coffee out of my nose. <laughs> she tips her head to the side and coffee comes out of her ear. I made you breakfast. What are uh, you a fucking Denny's? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you got in there? A grand slam? <laughs> Stick to the advice. Oh, fuck. I'll take my breakfast that I make with my own hands. My shitty human hands. <laughs> these, these these hands are good for strangling. <laughs> but uh, D and Lee... Oh, so good, man. He's complaining to his woman. He's mad about daddy, calling him soft. And D's like, oh. you're soft, though. For, you're soft. For, for real, you're soft. <laughs> you are soft, and I'm not talking about the weight. You lost your edge, your confidence. Confidence. God, she ain't fucking him. You lost your war, Lee. <laughs> You are a soldier who needs a war, and you don't want to hear that because you'd have it in your head that you're that whoops, and you don't want to hear because you have it in your head that your father's a soldier, and you sure as hell don't want to be like him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically saying you need to get over your daddy issues and get back to being a good soldier. Mm-hmm. Got to get past it. Wow. Um, cut to the insurgent hideout. They're tired of communicating, and we cut out to the raptor. And we see them trying to make contact with this signal. And that's Indeed. when they contact the CIC. Colonel Tyson formed an insurgent group against the Cylons. Is that the best day Bill has had in however many days to hear that? So, and is it so even surprising long. to Adama? Right. Your best friend, the hard as nails guy, made an insurgency group. Of course he did. Of course. Of course. It's so did. awesome. I love it. Is Have it? hope. We yep. will return. Mm-hmm. So fucking good. And in the confidence it instills in that, he just says it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's oh, awesome. I love right? it. Whew, friendship from a fucking 500,000 miles away. Still strong. Yep. We got, a, um, we got an email from a listener, um, just JD's Music. I don't know what their name is. Did they sign off on a name? Just JD. Um, regarding this episode, a pretty long email. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Oh, JD... Ibe? J.D. Ibe. Oh, yeah, he's an Illuminati member. Um, So he sent along some cool shit he was talking about. (laughs) He's like talking about things he really liked in this and then stuff he hated. He's like, Jake the Hungry Dog, somebody please feed this dog. Stop flipping his yellow water dish out (laughs) and torturing this dog. (laughs) (laughs) It's really funny. This poor dog's so hungry and they just come up and pet it once and then turn over its bowl and walk away. And it's like, what the fuck is my life? The dog's like, I'm (laughs) so thirsty. Why is nobody, everybody just fucking looks at my bowl and leaves. We're all forming insurgents on your ass. (laughs) We got a dog insurgency up our ass, Bill. It was a good email. Thanks for sending it in, man. Um, Stuff to geek out on. Ever since watching the Blade Runners, I can't help picturing Edward James almost as Admiral Adama constantly doing origami. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so true awesome anyway uh, 
<laughs> he was yeah. talking about he he the way he wrote it. He's just like talking about how it would be funny if he crafted a hippo out of or, <laughs> out of origami. It'd be funny if he just left a hippo origami on, in front of Lee's door. <laughs> Work out harder. Fatso. Oh, fuck. <laughs> but uh, God. Tori and Rosalind are going over some info, uh, matching photos to names. Looks like the police force. They're trying to figure out who's who because it's exactly. a secret police of sorts. Yeah, because as you notice, they only show it very quickly, but the one time we see the human police force actually out on the ground, they're all wearing those, like, balaclava fucking ISIS masks. No so, shit, like, dude. You can't tell who anybody is when they're actually working, um, which, is, which I find interesting. It's like they know that the humans would just fucking gun these guys down if mm-hmm. their identities got out. Right. Yeah. It's a fucking ninja mask, by the way. <laughs> it really kind of is. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so uh, Rosalind notes, oh, she's like, I wouldn't have believed 20 people would turn against their own kind. I want those names. It's, it's wow. interesting, man. It's interesting that we're seeing her get on this warpath about that. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, when you think about it, as much as Rosalind liked to try and be diplomatic about a lot of different things, she was always a pretty hard liner on the Cylons. Like, yeah, yeah, she, on the loyalty she, stuff, yep. Yeah, and then just Air as far as, like, people, right? Yeah, and also being extremely cautious with the the Sharon aboard the Galactica, like she mm. with the baby and everything else, she didn't ever really come around to trusting her, not sure. fully at least. So, like I could see, yeah, once a Cylon occupation starts, she gets a little more like, I'm ready for some fucking heads to roll. <laughs> yep. She says the Cylon should be afraid that. In, in a, there's a part of the discussion where she's like, I want them to be afraid that we'll go after anyone who joins their police. Hmm. Duck says some prayers before he's strapping on his vest. Right. This is because, you know, he has volunteered for this because his wife was evidently rounded up and killed by the Cylons. And that's part of why I think, like we were saying at the top, Duck probably joined the human security force to get close, to be in a position to do some damage. And now he's like, yeah, I don't got anything else to live for. Fuck it. If I can make a big, big dent in them and kill Baltar, fuck it. Let's do it. Yep. hundred percent. And uh, we finally get a look in on uh, on uh, Mr. President. Mm-hmm. I won't be going. Security concern. Mm, yes. It's wise, isn't it? But when we see Gata, we immediately know who the guy is, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. That, He's out there. This, this, this cut stuff is amazing. Him running in this fucking music, it rules, dude. Like it's so intense. Right. And just oh, the tension of all of these points where, mm-hmm. you know, there's even that great line of dialogue from Ty where he's like, we do not abort. We stick with this plan. The only thing that would make us abort is if we get intel that Baltar's not going to be there. Sure. And that's when we're seeing Gata running to try and flip to show them that there's a message, but they don't see it in time. Ah, oh, it's so good. Again, if we hadn't established that little visual indicator earlier in the show and shown it another time or two, then this would be a hard thing to like it makes your hope and your dread hang on what that bowl how it looks. And mm-hmm. that's so cool because that's the same way it is for our characters. Yep. 100%. Love it. So good. But um Ty uh Ty Tyrell and Anders are strolling around and and Tyrell's like, well, I don't know about this, maybe we should call it off. Ty says the only way you can get off planet is for there to be a full blown uprising when the Galactic gets here. So that's 
that's Ty kind of telling Tyrrell the military point here, which is, which obviously he knows too, but he's a deck guy. Ty's, Ty's more of the warrior type, and he's telling him, listen, under the cover of an uprising, that's how we escape. It's, it's too hard otherwise. Indeed. That's it. If Baltar's not there, abort. Otherwise, stick with the plan. Mm-hmm. Oh, didn't get it in time. Didn't, didn't get, get it in message. time. Nope. So Duck suits up with his vests, and he heads to the location of the uh, graduation, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Time to homeland this shit. <laughs> Dude, time to homeland it. Yep. Oof, baby. Also, I gotta. I, I want to throw another good point out to to Gata. How badass is it that even his identity to the other insurgents is fucking completely unknown? Of course, like he was he was smart enough to be like, no one can know who I am in case somebody gets captured, tortured, anything. Gotta or, cover or they your get ass. wise and like, here's a plan. If you can get close to him and stat, like, no, and you're like, no, we're not doing that. And then that <laughs> I'm, becomes I'm, a, yeah, yeah. Lo- no exposure at all. None. Exactly. He's in total control. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's the one setting the terms of all this, which is right. smart and good. Absolutely. There's no variables. Right. Right. <clears throat> and I feel like it is the the correct way to do this, as far as the, the person closest to the to the people you're trying to take out needs to be the one dictating. This is when we strike. This is when we do things, and and not becoming this bickering. Well, I want to try it this way. Like, no, I know what's up. You don't take my word. Yep. Absolutely. And of course. We see this fucking guy. Wait, which fucking guy? This is, I want to say his name is Sosinus. Oh, Sosinus. Right? I think that's I him. I think so. Boy, it's been a while since we've seen some of these Cylons. No, no, not. Is it Sosinus or, or is this Jammer? It's mm. the one that was fucking being kind of a bitch about Tyrrell. No, Sosinus is the one that gets in trouble, that gets arrested and tried by hate by Hadrian. Oh. This is, oh, that's right. Fuck. Yeah, this is that guy. Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even put it together. Yep. <clears throat> this is Jammer. Jammer. Yep. Jammer. Why is my, my fucking mouse is so annoying. I can't Uh-oh. wait to smash it to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Got that badass new computer set up. This sweet rig. Old ass shit mouse. mouse. Shit mouse. <laughs> it's always the last upgrade. No shit, right? Because you're already at max spending capacity. Exactly. And then you're, and you're like, like ah, I just I can't do another 30 bucks, dude. This 15-year-old gray Dell Truth mouse. be told, I should <laughs> get like a fucking $60 nice one. Yeah, it is so yeah, sad. Uh, it is Jammer. Sorry. James Lyman. Fuck that guy. <laughs> he was he's the one being cunty with, uh, with the chief earlier. <clears throat> Fucking. But anyway. He's like, yeah, we don't know about the chief. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> figures he's the one there we go dude what an ending this, this fucking moment man whoa man so good it's great to have you with us see you soon Nora oh Click. what a great to say <sighs> come on Damn, dude man. calling out your wife your wife's dead because of these Oof. fucks and wiping out the entire building of see them basically ya. Damn, dude. Bye. And just a field of corpses is our final shot. Like, wow. What a dark fucking tone we are at now. Hell yes. Damn, man. Yeah. We're in it, man. We're in the resistance. The resistance. Viva la resistance. Oh, spectacular episode, man. Mm. Spectacular. Fucking love this episode. 
Might be damn. Like I have to, I have to go back and kind of relook through. But it is, it is on my short list of favorite episodes for sure. Yep. Really looking forward to the rest of the season, dude. And really, really hoping, God, that Lee can finally climb a couple rungs back up, get his push-ups going again. Come on, Lee. Come on. Yeah. Climb a couple more rungs higher on the beef report. <laughs> so I got to say, man, you know, I, I feel like I, I have to go back and listen, but I feel like I was a little hard on Tyrrell. I think it was a little lower for me. That beard, fucking insurgency, yeah, he's, he stepped up a couple of rungs. He's Hell moved yeah. up. Hell yeah. Ain't no bitch. Looking good. Yeah. Whew. Well, there we have it, man. Final thoughts? Season three. Boy, um, for one, like I've already said a million times, I just cannot wait to get further into this season. I am Dude. so ready, so about it. Um, uh, Daniel, actually, I, I, didn't, I didn't get to say it earlier, but Daniel in the chat made a, a good point when we were talking about, like, what the hell do the Cylons want? Like, it still seems confused and like wait why are you here now like what is your mission with all of this what are you hoping to accomplish mm. by doing all this and daniel actually said the Cylons don't know what they want just like people and i feel like that's, that's actually good. a pretty good that's point good. um and, and i feel like that's why there's all this bickering and, and divisiveness among them among the leadership of being like well you know we're here to essentially civilize and and proselytize our religion to them and the other one's <laughs> like no we're trying to we're actually trying to make peace and and have some new understanding and everybody is up in the air about everything and literally discussing, okay, should we like try and have like terms with them and work with them or should we round up dozens of them and just slaughter them to make them afraid? Yeah. Like, boy, pretty polar opposite approaches we're, we're taking here. Um, so I really can't wait. So I, I got to say my overall perception of the Cylons has – Drastic, drastically shifted from from oh, the beginning yeah. of the series to now. And I mean, you like, you were you were calling for uh, a hive mind, which which exactly. is a very reasonable conclusion. Mm-hmm. But that is a very wrong one. Not correct. They are not a hive mind, and it's less. And are. it's and it is, and it's not your fault. But it's just much less interesting too than than seeing this classic. We made them so good that we baked in all the flaws too. Right. Right. It's right. cool. I like it. Oh, man. Good um, stuff. So I'm, I cannot wait to see what becomes of, of Sharon aboard the Galactica. Like, I have the feeling, if she hasn't already, like, they don't really show us in this episode, that she is, like, out and working among them. Like, a part of the crew, essentially. Mm. Uh, at least that's what it seems like. Yep. Um, and, and I think I find that's fucking awesome and fascinating. Like, the idea of finally, truly trusting an individual Cylon enough and, a tr- and trusting their individuality that they are not some programmable drone of of the cylons that this is a an individual who has chosen to side with you and you take them on their word like that is such a cool development i can't wait to see where that goes uh boy i'm just oh i'm so pumped for the season man i uh wish i had more profound things to say but i'm just fucking excited my, my excitement for this when it first started was beyond my excitement for for the show in general as as far as it had come in other words, I was more excited at this moment than any other moment in the series at this moment when I watched yeah, Occupation. Man. And I thought, and I thought, oh, my God, the possibilities, the strife, the sacrifice they're going to have to make, the, the just true grit and in, in grittiness of what this whole setup is going to be for our characters. And I was so excited to see how that was going to play out and, and just dying to see what I would assume at the time, I know what happens, but at the time, I couldn't wait for what was going to be the arrival of Bill Adama. 
You know, I, oh, I, I was yeah. like counting down the days. Like, is it going to be this episode? Is it going to be this episode? Is it going to be this oh. episode? Oh, and is it going to be the most glorious cry yell I ever do? <laughs> you know what I mean? I couldn't wait. Yeah, man. I'm already, I'm already trying to envision and like imagine, like, how is their surprise attack going to work? Like, how are they going to go about it? Because, I mean, I don't remember the exact number, but I think it was like five Cylon base stars that showed up, like, in the atmosphere. And, I mean, God knows how many raiders. I mean, hundreds, if not thousands. Um, and they still only have two battle stars and however many raiders they still got up and flying. They busted up two of them in their training exercise. I mean, oh, the odds are so stacked against them, but I can't wait to Indeed. find out how, like, what what ingenious ass plan they get to to either sneak in there or, or you know, surprise attack, but from behind. Oh, I'm so I'm so pumped, man, dude! Hell yeah, awesome! Watch your next one. Oh, good shit. Well, we will be back in a couple of weeks to talk precipice, Mister Anderson. And uh, until then, I'll just say uh, goodbye, good people. How about you? Fare thee well. Can't wait to be back again with this shit. God, I'm probably watching it like right as soon as we get off. So good. <laughs> again, I'm so fucking It's exciting pumped. times. All right, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in again. Thank you for your patience. Check us out on the web at libertystreetgeek.net, and we'll catch you guys on the flip side.